how many people like on a weekend, like one of your prime weekends, you know, what do you guess? How many people do you get in there? I would guess that we get, uh, I don't know. I'm going to guess 10,000 people. Starting, sustaining, and having a successful small business is hard, but you already knew that. But wouldn't it be great to have a podcast that talks to and digs in to the people who've made it? Problem solved. This is Local Vibes, small business success stories. Talking to successful small businesses from around America. You'll hear awesome stories about how they got started and how they survived and thrived online and in their communities. We find out their special vibe. Welcome to Local Vibes. Brought to you by UltimateOnlineMarketing.com. Now, here are your hosts, Pat and Angie Cherubini. All right, let's do this. Hi, everybody. It's Pat and Angie Cherubini with Local Vibes Podcast. And today we are featuring a client and very good friend of ours, Andy Lind from Lind Fruit Farm. And he is the fourth generation Lind at the farm. So I guess we'll start out by, Andy, why don't you tell us Tell us a little bit about how you got started and just about the farm. Well, Linfruit Farm has been in central Ohio for just over 100 years. We moved our family from southern Ohio along the Ohio River in 1919 to its current location on Morse Road, just a few miles north of Pataskala. And my great-grandparents had five, had six boys, and they were farming oh, on the, the steeples of southern Ohio. And... They lost a team of horses, and my grandfather thought, uh, I don't want to raise boys on these hills. Also, my great-grandmother was getting letters from her sisters in Worthington uh, describing the wonderful city life. <sighs> and she was stuck in southern Ohio with, with six sons and a husband, and she kept bugging him to move. And so... <laughs> My great uncle told me just a few years ago, that's why we moved, because mom had about how great city life would be up near Columbus. So I can 100% picture that. Yeah, I can too. Almost 100 years. And now you are, I guess, for the people that don't know, you're a fruit farm. So we, we think of you as a fruit farm and an apple farm. What, what all do you guys do? I know that's a huge question. Well, that's a that's not difficult to, to to summarize. We primarily are an apple orchard and primarily sell retail. So we open our orchard to people in the fall to come pick apples and pumpkins and go through a corn maze. A lot of the activities that people would associate with a farm that does a lot of retail type uh, business. And uh, pumpkin patch is big. Corn maze is big. Apples are number one by far. And the retail on-farm market is also uh, really important to our business and our customer base. Yeah, that's something that, um, I mean, we've been going since we were kids practically, that that's, that's the place if everybody thinks about when you go to pick apples, you literally drive into your field, get a bag and pick apples. Yeah, and it's, it's more, it's almost entertainment. 
it, it, it is entertainment for people. Yeah. And that's been recognized in the industry for probably the last 30 to 40 years, eh, 20 to 30 years that people aren't looking for savings dollars wise on food. They realize that when they come out to pick apples, it's cheaper than at the store, but that's, that's a minor point. When I was a boy growing up, that was a big deal. Our advertising emphasized saving money, but uh, for 25 years now, that has not been the emphasis at all because that's not my, the, the, the major point that would drive people to come to our place. It's, there's something about an orchard that is appealing to people. And if you do a good job of growing apples and have the place nice and neat and have good staff, it's just a very enjoyable day uh, away from life as, uh, as, as people know it. It's, it's a break from the routine that people really enjoy. And we love hosting people. So it's a, it's a good match and it's a good business model for, for us. Which is a little bit ironic when you talk about your your ancestors breaking away from the farm to go to the city. Now people are trying to break away from the city to go to the farm. True. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's a lot of truth to that we are just far enough away from Columbus that it seems like it's a getaway, but we're close enough that it's an easy trip to make. So it's the best of both worlds right now. And we'll see how future development perhaps changes that uh, yeah. with Columbus marching eastward as we speak. Time will tell. Now, were you guys, was your dad like the first one in the area to offer the U-Pick like that? Well, there aren't a lot of orchards in central Ohio. There are, I can think of three. And we were the first to do pick your own in central Ohio. Dad picked up on the idea from, uh, we have a lot of grower friends across the country. And he picked up the idea from people who were doing it out of state and uh, relayed that it was really popular. But remember, it was primarily as a savings opportunity for people uh, right. at the time. And it, it uh, evolved into a, we, we discovered, we, you could see it, just the enjoyment that people had in picking apples or pumpkins, whatever they could do at the farm, they seemed to really enjoy. Uh, so anyway, that's that's kind of how the ball got rolling there. And well, to the people that don't know, you know I don't see it changing either. I don't right. Changing. Yeah. This goes out, you know, far and wide, but, you know, we're focusing on around us. But if if people don't know, you guys get slammed. Mm. I mean, you're not just a little apple orchard. You guys are big. And I mean, how many people like on a weekend, like one of your prime weekends, you know, what do you guess? How many people do you get in there? I would guess that we get, uh, I don't know. I'm going to guess 10,000 people yeah. visit the farm in, on the busy weekends in September, October. Um, if, if it's nice weather, it's, it'll be a big weekend. All the neighbors know, yep. <laughs> don't go past Lens. It's, uh. Uh, it's best to go the other direction to get to town. So now with we, we try to be good neighbors in. because of the Oh, yeah. I'm sure there are some issues. <laughs> with Intel coming in and yeah, I, that many more people, holy crap. Well, we'll see. I, I, we don't expect anything but a boom to the business, but uh, we'll see. I, I think we're in a good position because we do retail and the emphasis on all this uh, 
investment in the area, I, I, we think it can only be positive for the business. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's coming. All you can do is stand in front of it now. So talk about the mar- the market. When um, when you guys decided to to actually do the market and why you decided to and, you know, how has it how has that added to the vibe of Lynn Fruit Farm? Well, the, mar- the market is critical piece. It's a critical piece of the puzzle for our success and our appeal. And in the 40s and 50s and 60s and 70s, we had a market on Route 40 in Etna. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was pretty well received. But there was, uh, in the mid-70s, there was a um, oil embargo. Gas prices went through the roof and people stopped traveling for pleasure. I-70 also got built before ah. the mid-70s. But you put those two things together... Our market business on Route 40 started to go, started to decline. And a gentleman stopped by and he said, I'd like to buy this place. And my uncle thought at the time we didn't want to sell. And he said, well, it's not for sale. This guy stopped later, a month later. I'd like to buy the place. Anyway, after telling him it was not for sale, my uncle finally decided he'd just tell him a number. That was really high. And the guy said, I'll take it. Oh. So we got we got rid of our market in the late 70s, and we were wholesale from all through the 80s and into the early 90s, except for Pick Your Own. We did Pick Your Own, but we didn't have a market. Mm-hmm. Well, we got back into growing peaches in the 80s, ah. uh, and my uncle said, let's put up a wagon of peaches down at the corner of Morse Red and 310. So that's what we did, and we sold peaches pretty well. And then we thought, well, you know, it'd be nice to have the sun off of the person that's got to stand there and sell the peaches. So let's put up a, a little tent. So we went to Farm and Fleet, bought an 8 by 12 tent, put it up over the, so the person was in the shade. And then the next year, it's like a little bit bigger wagon. The next year, it was a bigger tent. <laughs> until eventually we got to a pretty large tent that we rented. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And, it was a day in August and it was windy. A storm came through a storm front and almost blew that tent down. The stakes that were three feet long and an inch yeah. and a half and di- an inch in diameter came up out of the ground, <gasps> six, eight inches. I thought we were close to losing this whole thing. So I called to find out what's it cost to build a building. And as it turns out, the annual payment on the building for 10 years the annual payment was less expensive than the rental fee for the tent for four months. You're kidding me. So it was a no brainer. It was a choice. I like to say, you know, my high state education paid off. (laughs) It was better idea to build the building. Yeah. So we built the building in 2011 and the next, the 2012, we realized it was too small. We added on to the building and we added on again, uh, this past year a pavilion addition that uh, uh, it's got a roof, but no sides to it, but it mm-hmm. greatly expands. It's got kind of So it greatly expands the, the number of square feet we have to sell things, I've but the, the market is just, yeah. Yeah. Integral piece of the puzzle. I can't believe it's been 11 years so, ago. It doesn't seem yeah, like it's been that long. Years. That market's been there 11 years. Well, I know. It's, it's, uh, it what, seems like what a shirt my wife has got on here. Did you see my shirt, Andy? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I see that. 
<laughs> I have to represent. Yeah. yeah. Just so people go. just so people understand, uh, they are a client of mine, of ours. And uh, gosh, we've been doing business. We figured it out last night for 16 years now. We've been in business together. So that is that's pretty cool. Pretty amazing. Thank you. <laughs> we had uh, a, a family friend did our website. I'm going to say 19 years ago, maybe 20. Yeah. It was early in the internet. Uh, we should have had to pay. And that. I remember the look of that. Yellow. Web page. Yep. And yeah, yeah. I can remember. <laughs> I remember that. And I was out in the orchard pruning. And I don't know how you, you must have contacted me, Angie. I don't, I don't remember. Probably. But because I, knew I remember you exactly more than where Debbie. I was. Yeah, oh, yeah. That's right. I, I knew right where I was in the orchard when we talked on the phone about you doing a website. Yeah. And decided, yeah, we'll give it a try. We'll give that a try. And uh, that was a good move. Uh, That's a very good move. Thank you. Thank you. Did you say that was 16 years ago? It was 16 years ago. It was in 2006. May of 2006 is when it changed. There's a a website you can go to called waybackmachine.org. He's going to bring it up. But um, you can look back at a timeline. I think you guys started, what does it say of when they started online? I don't know. It it said it. How's that look? It, do you recognize that? That's 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 the page. Oh. <laughs> yeah. We got Dave. I remember lilies. those uh, those prompts on the left. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> School tours. It's all there. That this was is... front page, wasn't it? I think that was oh, the builder geez. front page. I, I mean, that's this way back I think machine. So tracks almost every website you know we when you go back it goes all the way back to looks like 1999 is when 1999 when you guys when started you first had something it doesn't always have it let's see if it's got your very first one but it'll just go back and take screenshots of everything there you go 1999 is when you guys started online <laughs> wow uh, is that part well, of the is that part I of the web page right there or the website? This is this it's called the Wayback Machine and it's it's archive.org. They literally go back and save almost everything on the internet forever. Not all the pictures so, will show up, yeah, but at least all the text pulls so up. You can go okay. to just about any website and type it into this way it's just called the Wayback Machine and it'll pull up what it has. It, hey, it's Pat, not always pull, pull up the first uh, Pull up the first website that you guys did for us homepage. The hard part is not all the images show, but um, in May of 2006, we'll still show you. May. May of 2006. This one should work. There's most of it. Because websites. Well, websites back then were HTML based and in order to get a cool looking um, picture based front of a website, I had to create the picture in Corel is what I did. And then you had to slice it. It was crazy. All the stuff I had to do, but (laughs) now I think you got to show them what the website looks like now. 
current. So they can so, so they can I wanted see. to talk about this part. We'll talk about that. In a minute. The Yeah. Now look what we have. <laughs> Boy, we've come oh, a long good way. Stuff. There's the market he was talking about. That's just a little tent, right? <laughs> a little market. That's where the tent was. Oh, that looks like fun. Apple cannons. We've never, haven't we haven't done that. that one yet. Oh my goodness. That's a, uh, we've done it two years. It's uh, fantastic. That's gotta be a big hit with the older kids. So that's pretty cool. Let's talk uh, about. <laughs> Everybody loves apple cannons. Oh yep. yeah. Shoot stuff and blow things <laughs> up. And huh. Smash some fruit. <laughs> the. Marketing and growing part of your business in the past. I, I know the answer before us. How were you getting the word out? I, the argument we make to new businesses all the time and, and established businesses is everybody loves word of mouth. Word of mouth is great, but if it's Lynn fruit farm 18 years ago and the schedule changed, how do you get the word out? Is that, was that even possible? Cause I know how you do it now. Yeah. Well, what we did 18 years ago was we sent out a newsletter. We had, I don't remember how many thousands of names on our mailing list. It was, I don't remember 20,000 names, but we would I have, I don't even know if it was that find much somebody on to print the labels. Yeah. 15 was the number always in my head. I don't know why, but I remember, when we first got you switched, you had about 15,000, maybe 20,000 addresses. Yes. But that was literally printing out and mailing. We had to, we would go to the, we would compose the email or email, golly. We would compose the newsletter and then we'd take it to the printer and we'd bring home boxes of newsletters. We'd split them up between the family members at the farm. And then we'd go to another, we'd go to a different guy that would print out the labels. We'd take a floppy disk with the 12, 15,000 names mm -hmm. and he'd print the labels out and we'd come home with these, you know, folds of papers <laughs> with the stickers of the labels and we would put the labels on. They'd be organized according to zip code. And then we would take a box full of boxes, full of labeled newsletters to the post office and they it was a, uh, it was a huge undertaking. And if the schedule changed, the best we could do was a recorded phone message. I mean, there was, there was nothing you could do about, well, we they picked answer. all the fruit by Saturday. There's nothing left for Sunday. We couldn't communicate that to people quickly. We would just uh, do a recorded phone message. So the internet has changed that uh, dramatically. It's, so much better now than it, than it was because uh, rapid communication. I remember, I remember talking to you guys. I specifically remember being there. I think it was at it was it was at your house. I think possibly where we sat there and we told you we're like, well, you know that we could do this online. We could, you know, you could do a mailing list online and start start pulling these people from from regular mailings to online mailings. I remember when you did that and that was, and it's just grown ever since. How big is your, how big is your guys's list now? 
Oh gosh. That's a good question, Angie. And I, I think we're over 20,000. I, I know you're way over that. Over that. I know you. I, I think, Andy, I think you're anywhere between 35 and 40, I bet. I'd have to, I mean, I could look at constant contact and see real quick. Um, I know that we've grown a lot since we've been with you guys. Um, because of this, you have a place to sign and I up. Just, I just don't know the, I've lost the, I've lost track of the number. It's funny. I get the Facebook followers, the email followers, the old newsletter, Pat, we were talking about earlier, the number there. I used to know all those numbers just like that. And, and I just don't anymore. I did it's, just, it. it's gotten to the point where, well, it used to be fun to track that and watch it, yeah. but the business is, is so solid that, uh, uh, I don't really pay attention to it anymore. Right. But, and plus Debbie has taken it. My sister has taken over the, the email newsletter. Yeah. And, uh, when I looked at it every week, I knew, I knew those kind of stats, but, uh, yeah. I just, I know but, more about how many trees we have than I do how many yeah. customers. We have. And you know, that's our side of the business is the, the emails and all that. And that's why we always talk about it because Facebook I know as, as part of it too, you make a lot of announces, announcements, you share a lot of news, but sometimes, you know, if you have a, a time change, not everybody's going to see it unless they go looking for it. An email is something, you know, your list is at least your list that you can control it and get the news out. And that's something that we preach a lot to all businesses is you need to own your information so you can communicate no matter what happens with Facebook or anything else. Yeah, the, the email is, is a critical tool for us to communicate with customers. And it's it's common for us to send out an email and then realize within the email we made a mistake on a date or a price or something is incorrect that we didn't catch. We send out mm -hmm. another email and apologize about sending out the second correction. But uh, that's that's very doable. It doesn't cost us. It just gives a little bit of annoyance to, to, to our clients. But... Uh, uh, usually they appreciate it. And if they don't, they just delete it. So, right. Uh, and that's what we say. The people that are on that list are want the information from you. They, they signed up to get information. So that's, you know, when they're tired of it, they can unsubscribe. Right. Right. We don't, we don't have very many unsubscribers. We get some every, every yeah. month, but uh, not very many. That's good. That's good. And I, I mean, I think a good thing is, is you guys always direct people back to the website too. And you've got the ticker, you know, we've got the ticker that runs on there that Debbie does a good job of um, keeping that updated. And, you know, when busy season comes, I know it's, we all work to keep that, that sucker updated. And so <laughs> I, you guys are, are, are really doing what we preach in keeping the flywheel going. You got a ticker. Yep. There's the ticker. Well, that it's funny that you say the ticker. I can hear my sister say, um, I've got to update the ticker. Uh. <coughs> Excuse me. But, uh, <coughs> oh, sorry. Oh, no problem. You're fine. The ticker is a, is a huge deal. Yeah, with as much as you guys have. You know, most important. Yeah, that's the perfect yeah. place to put the information. And people, honestly, you, they, you train them to go and look if that's what's going on. If they're thinking about coming out and they know there's going to be 10,000 people out there want to make sure you're open. So they go and check out the ticker. Now, Andy, I know yeah, that's right. 
yep. that, you know, obviously every, there are things that hit a farm and any business, uh, obviously most small businesses have been hit by, you know, this past by COVID and stuff like that. Um, what I've always admired by you guys is with when it comes to weather or, you know, this with COVID, you guys have always been able to figure out how to um, how to survive and thrive. I mean, I know you've lost peaches one one year or more more years. Yeah. Um, just tell us tell everybody a little bit about that, how you guys I mean, you just thrive. It doesn't make a difference what is thrown at you. You thrive. Well, it used to be we did wholesale, and if you lost your crop, <coughs> oh, I'm gonna have to get a water here. Let's go for it. Let oh, me get pause. some water. Yeah, we'll pause. But when we were wholesale in the uh, 40s, 50s, well, since the inception of the company, we were primarily wholesale, and if you lost your crop during those years, it was tough to make a living. Uh, when we converted to just retail, which has been the last, I'm going to say, 10 years, we can weather those storms of crop loss. They don't they don't happen very often, but when they do, for example, if we lose a peach crop, well, we probably didn't lose the apple crop. We probably didn't. We're not going to lose too much market traffic. So other parts of the business pick up where something else left off. And... Uh, Angie, you mentioned peaches. We, uh, it, it, in at Central Ohio, we lose peaches at least one out of four years, really? and we don't like that. But we business goes on as usual because other things pick up. How come? It's interesting. How do, our client why do you lose base. Peaches, though. Why do we lose peaches? Mm -hmm. Well, peaches are lost primarily in the winter. So if it gets to fifteen below, there aren't going to be any peaches. Really? The trees survive, but the flower buds are going to be killed at those temperatures. Okay. But the tree's fine, but it just won't have any fruit. And then you wait another year to see if you can, you know, you got you got to wait another year to see if you get a crop. But uh, losing an apple crop is a different story. Uh, that's a that's a bigger deal, but that's less likely to happen. So. And I will say this, sometimes weather reduces your crop, but if we do retail, <clears throat> we don't have to sell nearly as many bushels as if we did wholesale. If you do wholesale, you've got to sell truckload after truckload. You can have lots of bushels in the storage to sell and mm -hmm. make a little bit of money on each bushel. If you do retail, don't need nearly as many bushels to to uh, support your business. So, right. uh, But crop loss aside, having a strong retail market, and a corn maze and a pumpkin patch, those things always come through and uh, really strengthen the foundation of the business. So I think we're spread out as far as what yeah. we offer, which makes us able to weather the storm, so to speak. That's good. Well, yeah, you and you've got, now you have the sunflowers, and then I know you have uh, the new part of the business, the the wildflowers. You want to talk about that? Uh, my my nephew Alex is passionate about wildflowers, uh, and birds. And I, he <laughs> and birds, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he, uh, I would say, east of the Mississippi, he's one of the leading authorities on these 
on wildflowers anyway. Really? And I said, uh, he had interest in selling these things at the market that he would grow. Mm -hmm. And I encouraged him to do a website and he did that. And he's, the business is picking up. So we'll see. I see it's featured on your uh, design of our homepage. It's right at the very top. Yep. The native plants. So there seems to be an interest in native plants. Uh, So we'll see if we can pick up on that trend. And and, uh, I got to get Alex in front of the camera. He's got a, he's the authority figure and he needs to portray that to people and be the go-to guy. So got to work on getting him in front of the camera. There you go. I think he would be just fine. Well, part of our whole thing with our, you know, our local vibes, we deal with local businesses, family businesses. You know, we're a family business. We love working with family. You know, it's kind of our jam and things that are part of of the community. You guys are that all three of those in spades, Mm -hmm. the family part, how many, well, how many employees do you guys have and how many of them are related to you? Good question. Well, my, yeah, the, the company's owned by my sister, my uncle, myself, and we've, we're the older generation at this point. And we've brought into the company, my nephew, my son, my son-in-law and my cousin. So I've got four young people that are being groomed to sort of take over for us old timers. And then in addition to the ownership roles, oh my goodness, try to have all the kids work at some point in the market or in the fields. Mm-hmm. And I've got, uh, with eight kids, everybody's taking their shot at uh, working in the orchard eight or the market. Kids. And uh, Yeah, yeah. Eight kids and I've got, uh, Noah, he is full-time at the orchard uh-huh. and uh, is a great addition. He knows how to things. I don't know how to fix things. So that's nice. It's good to have no on board, but we probably have in the fall, our busy time, September and October, 125 people that are on the payroll, uh, whether it's uh, staffing for pick your own or school tours or the market or harvest labor or other, you know, there are other functions also, but uh, I'd say we hit 125. And through the winter months, things are slow. We probably have uh, a dozen people Mm -hmm. on the clock. Beautiful thing about the winter months is uh, there's nothing that has to be done at a particular time. So I like November, December, and January. That's when the vacations and the planning come in, right? Those two things are big in the winter. Yep. Mm -hmm. So... what do you think is a, what's a common myth that people have about your business? Uh, I experienced this when I was a kid growing up in school. My dad says the exact same thing. My uncles say the exact same thing. So all through elementary school, you guys must be rich. You guys are rich. There's this perception that we were rich. I said something to my dad and uncle uncles about that. And they said, Oh, we, the, when we were kids growing up, we heard the same thing. And <clears throat> my response to, to other people who say that is like, do you see the cars that we drive? Uh-uh. Do you see the cars that we drive? We are not 
rich. There's, there's, I think there's a mystique about row and row and row after row of apple trees that it's unusual. So I assume that's why people thought that. But that was the number one thing in my mind is, oh, you guys must be rich. And I say, I remember on Christmas, we turned the thermostat up. It was a big deal. Uh, as a kid and it was, it, we just, we weren't, we weren't ever, hurting. you know, we weren't hurting for anything. I never felt deprived on anything, but I never felt rich. I never, I never thought about it. I just, uh, it just wasn't, uh, I knew that we weren't rich, but, uh, uh we weren't discontent at all. We were very satisfied yeah. with life, but that was a miss perception that so many people had about our our family and our livelihood and it still is this to this day our my children say yeah everybody thinks we're rich (laughs) i guess people don't don't realize that that money grown on apple trees you only get to pick once a year not Uh, every week (laughs) that's That's right yep eventually you run out of product but uh i like to tell people you know we made a million dollars this year but we spent 1.1 million to get it there you go There's a a lot of expense. There's a lot of expense in horticulture crops. Uh, I I do know that some people will come through the pick your own checkout. It's invariably men that do this and they'll say, man, you guys are making a killing today. I'd love to know what you're bringing in today. It's like, you know, I'm not that information, but what you got to remember is there's an awful lot of money goes into raising a fruit crop. It's uh it's labor intense and it's input intense and and you I mean you consider the price of the ground it's it's an expensive venture and that's why you don't see very many people getting into it you have to decide I'm going to put a lot of money into purchasing ground and put a lot of money into trees and a lot of know-how that I don't perhaps have that I need to yeah. acquire and then I'm going to wait 5 years for it to return in a decent way. That's not an overly appealing uh, proposition to people. So, but we do well now that the ball's rolling because of over a hundred years of doing it. Uh, once that ball is rolling, you can keep it going. So I think we're going to be able to stay where we are, even in the face of uh, land prices going up due to the influence of the Intel announcement. Uh, pretty well i think we're going to be able to 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 uh stay right where we are and do a, and a, do a great retail business oh. i think like so we too. say time will tell yeah well and you guys have done a, I, I think you've done a I really great so. job of um of developing a great staff i mean i think and that's hard to come by these days but i think you guys do a great job my, my mom actually works there so um seasonally yeah yeah so I, I, yes. I commend yeah. you guys for that. Well, I, there's uh, most, most people enjoy working with us and it, it shows our customer base uh, tells us frequently that you guys have great people. Now, sometimes you get an email or a, a notice that says, I was treated terribly. I, <laughs> and, uh, and, and sometimes that, that will happen. But uh, generally speaking, people, our clients love our people. And uh, that's a, 
that's uh, so important for a family business that's trying to do retail to have that kind of frontline customer or uh, employee base. It's, it's wonderful. Yeah. yeah. We got, we have great people. It makes it fun. And that's, you know, when that's part of your business, it does make it fun. needed. It makes it a lot easier for us to, to have people who represent us well and uh, just enjoy having the uh, customers come out to the farm and treating them accordingly. It's, it's wonderful. It's wonderful. So we love retired teachers. Anybody that takes early retirement, I'm looking for those people. <laughs> there you go. That's good. So because out to retired, people enjoy the work. So how well that's a good question. Yeah. Have you guys are seasonal and you you know, those are the perfect fit and with what's been going on in the world with the labor force, have you had any trouble filling it? It's been a little challenging the last couple of years. There's a lot of competition with uh, pay rates, you know, people taking jobs, but usually we lose people. Um, they're taking care of their parents or mm -hmm. they're moving or they're a lot of young kids work for us too. They're going to college and we lose people that way. Yeah. Uh, but uh, we've always found that there's somebody that fills those gaps who we don't know. Perhaps we get a lot of, uh, people that want to work for who are our customers. They come into the market and they'll say something and we'll, we'll you know, hire them and it, it works out great. So uh, people trickle in and people trickle out. And there's always, I tell the young people that you're going to lose people who work for you and you'll think, what are we going to do now? How do we, what do we do now? We lost so-and-so for whatever reason. And I said, it's been that way for generations Yeah. where you have those indispensable employees that eventually are gone. And you think, what will we do? Well, there's, there will always be a solution to that. So Somebody we've experienced that many times. Yeah. So where, you know, yeah. I, I, I'm always wondering what you guys are going to do next. What are, what's Lynn up Got to any secrets next? To share? What's what's in store for this year? <laughs> if you can tell. Well, <clears throat> this year it's not. Yeah, I don't I don't you know, I don't know of any secrets that we have that I can't. I'd tell you that I had a secret. If I had one, but I don't. Um, sometimes we do, but we don't right now. We will open the patch. I say we will. We anticipate opening the patch on 37. Oh, Blue Frog. It's a, it's a farm we bought. No. No? It's just outside of Alexandria on State Route oh. 37. If you went from Alec to your parents' home, That's where right. they lived on uh, Derringer, uh, there's a 30-acre farm we own, and we planted berries there. And those things look great right now, and we anticipate uh -huh. this summer picking a lot of berries at the, at the patch. Nice. That's where you had That'll be a new thing for before. us. Uh, that's right, Pat. We had sunflowers there two years ago. So people are somewhat familiar with that farm. Mm -hmm. This year, it's going to be full of berries. Gotcha. Oh, nice. Yeah, they look great. At this point, they look great. Good. That's the only, that's the only, uh, new thing that I can think of this year. That's a big one. Apple though. crop looks good. Pizzas look fair. Uh, plan to have the pumpkin patch, plan to have the maze, plan to have the cannons. None of that's new. It's, uh, right. it's going to be, I will say the market has new, new items that are really cool. 
And the market opens here April, I don't know, near the end of April, we're open and uh, looking forward to that. But the, the, the market's got some great stuff this year that we've never had before. So oh, I I'll, I'll make that the surprise. You've got to come find out. There you go. <laughs> Join the email list to get notified. Yes. Join the email list to find out the secrets. Yeah. Well, according to your ticket, your ticker, it's April 21st is opening day. <laughs> Well, the ticker is correct. That okay. would be this Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. that's too funny. I'm in, I, used, I used to do the email. I used to do the website changes. I knew all of this stuff. I knew it all as far as opening dates and hours and numbers like we were talking about earlier. Yeah. I, Debbie took that over, and uh, I just don't know. I, you know. I know we open soon. I don't know the date. But, but I, I go to the sticker to find out. I just go to the There's ticker. a lot of things that used to be in my head I just don't have room for anymore. So I got to put it out there and make room for something else. Well, no, Andy's just the face now. Oh. That's what you can say is you're just the face now, Andy. <laughs> well, I, yeah, I guess. <laughs> when the news, when the news calls, they call me and they, or when the news calls the farm, I get a call from, somebody at the farm saying the news people are coming. It's like, okay, uh, somebody can Debbie in front of the camera, but I'll be there if you need me. Uh, she will, but uh, she calls me usually. So uh, That's good. I like that's doing funny. it, so it's not a not, no big deal. <laughs> well, uh, is there anything else that you can think of that you um, want to talk about? Anything in particular? Well, <clears throat> I think we've, I think we've covered it a lot about the farm and yeah, we're quite successful. And a big part of that success is your expertise in email and website. Uh, just the marketing approach that takes place online. I remember when you said you really need to have a website, we need to work on this site so that it's uh, workable on a phone. That's mm -hmm. a big, important thing that's going to be happening. And at the time, I knew that was a thing, but I didn't know it was important. Well, my goodness, if you hadn't led us in that direction, uh, we would have a lot of people calling us and not being too happy with us because they need a mobile site. That, uh, uh, you know, if we were still doing the site, it wouldn't be mobile friendly and yeah. we'd have a lot of frustration. So. Uh, our success is predicated on us doing a great job of growing apples and being friendly to people if you want to be in the retail business. And we pull that off. But our communications with our client base is so different than it used to be. And that's uh, that foundation for that is your expertise and your service to us, which we need something. We call Angie and she's pretty quick to uh, to take care of our either our problem or our need or our, you know, whatever the situation is, Aww, uh, you've been very you. helpful for 16 years now. Yes. So, uh, I would want to say that, but growing apples, it changes a little bit every year. Uh, treating people right never changes and, uh, communication changed a lot. And, mm -hmm. and, uh, we just, we appreciate your, your help in that. We don't have anybody, we don't have anybody at the farm that can do what you do. If we did, I'd yet. say, hey, Angie. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, we don't yet. And uh, I don't know of anybody in the pipeline that 
that has that kind of expertise. So we 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 shop local when it comes to come to these services, and you guys have done a fantastic job. So thank you, well, thank you, and you know to deflect that credit back to you guys, you did what we've said. You know, yeah. we didn't tell you a secret we don't share with everybody else, but you actually took steps in the direction and you do email your, your people because you understand, you know, that that email makes you money and that's why you're in business. And there are so many people that just won't take the action to do it because it does take time. You have to sit down and think about it and you have to have the system to do it. But the fact that, you know, you're out there on the farm, but you're taking action, implementing technology and, you know, that's huge. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 We, one thing, Angie, that we've not done too well, uh, we're just not dedicated to it enough, I guess, is taking videos and putting them on the website. We could educate people as to what we do. There's a lot of interest in what we do. How do we do it? Really? And I've tried, (laughs) yeah, I've tried to do YouTube videos myself, but, um, you know, I'm holding the camera and talking and walking and, uh, I don't, take it too seriously, I guess, but that would be a next step up for us to do a lot of informing and educating as to how you grow apples, peaches, berries. Yeah. People are intrigued and fascinated and they want to know more. So really, I've seen you pull your phone out and you've had some videos and you do great. And yes. I think you're right. People, you know, People love to hear that. They, they want to see behind the what? scenes. They do the same with us. We show a picture of what we're looking at now. We get a whole bunch of people talking about it because it's behind the scenes and, and people don't know. So they do, you know, people do want to learn new things. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's something if I, if I could walk away from the production side a little bit, I would like to work on the education slash image slash, you know, what you said, the, the face, the face of Lynn Fruit Farm. I would like some of the younger people to become the face of Lynn Fruit Farm, but at the at the time, the present time, I'm that person, and I just happen to enjoy doing all the uh, if the news comes out or if I want to do a YouTube video. I love it. I love it. I just don't dedicate the time to do it yeah. and do it well and do it consistent. I think consistency is the key. Yeah. And yeah. I certainly have not been there in that regard. So. Well, we can definitely to work on. We can steer you in the right direction there and I foresee I foresee courses in Andy's future on how to how to how to grow a, an apple tree or how to to grow blackberry or blueberry bushes. I mean, these kind of things I mean, you said people are people are asking for that kind of information then, you know, you need to, we know you're the expert. So now you need to, you know, let people, let everybody know that you are the expert in that. And there, there's no reason why you can't make a few bucks off of that too. (laughs) Yeah. Well, we're, we're working towards that, towards that end. And, uh, hopefully we can be consistent with it. So, yeah, as we've said, time will tell. Yep. Well, one thing I do with everybody is I ask a question out of my little question box here and it's, it's random. It could be, who knows what it's going to be about. So I'm going to pick one out. If you're game. Are you game? 
I'm up. Because we edit, oh. I'm all ga- I'm game. Okay. <laughs> Question for Andy is, how would you like to spend your elder years? Well, I, I hope to have about, uh, with eight children, I hope to have at least 20 grandchildren. <laughs> I, don't, I don't expect to have 64 grandchildren, but there should be at least 20. I think that's an so easy goal. I, I, that, well, we'll see. We'll see. I've got two great boys, two great grandsons right now, or not great grandsons. They're awesome. wonderful awesome. grandsons. How about go. that? There you go. There are some grandsons, Judah and Silas, and uh, you need to stack up some more there with them. But uh, I don't know. I just, I can picture not an extravagant uh, lifestyle as a senior citizen, but stay close to home and enjoy family, I would say. Mm-hmm. And continue. I want to be that guy that goes into the market and just talks to people. Like I don't want to be that guy that's sort of like, oh, here he comes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that'd be great. Now, I do know growing up, uh, people would retire from the farm and then we, everybody would scram if they saw him coming. I don't want to be that guy. It could be inevitable, but stay I close don't. to home, enjoy family, and enjoy the farm. That's kind of what I picture. That sounds awesome. Totally awesome. So... That That's good? all I got. Yeah. I think we'll release you. We thank you for your time. And yes, Andy. And your video was a little bit wonky, but your audio was perfect. So don't yeah. worry about that. And um, good luck this okay. summer. It, yeah, uh, I, I realized that uh, I was shaky on the on the holding the phone. I could see myself moving all the time. That's okay. But it's mainly. If the I audio mean, is good, that's. Yeah, it was fine. It's mainly a podcast. I mean, we still put well, the video good. up. But... Well, it was, thank you so yeah. much for being yeah. on here. And I think well, you're welcome. We Thanks for the so, opportunity, you guys. Um, the last question, I mean, just so, uh, we, we know, but I think we showed it. How do people find information oh, yeah. about your farm? Well, that's an easy one. Lindafruitfarm.com. Sign up for the newsletter and the e. <laughs> We've got a grower friend in Maryland that gets there. He's on the, the email list, and five or six times a year, he says, "I got the e blast. I got the e blast. <laughs> you guys are awesome." <laughs> uh. Anyway, you go, go to the website lindfruitfarm.com, Sign up for the email newsletter and watch the ticker. There you there go. You go. That's that's how you know what's going on. Very right. good. Go pick. Bags and bags of apples this fall. Yep. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, that's right. That's right. Thank you, Andy. Thank you, guys. Thank you very much. Thanks for coming. Have a great we'll day. We'll see you. Yeah. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Local Vibes Podcast. Brought to you by Ultimate Online Marketing, where we help small business owners like you build the ultimate system that generates more leads, phone calls, and most importantly, more customers. More customers. Join our group by going to ultimateonlinemarketing.com slash group. There, you'll find live discussions, tips, podcasts, videos, and just plain real talk on how you too can be an ultimate online business. See you next time. Bye-bye.